I do love not typing. mess with my Google Docs, Meeksy. Supergirl Radio is going live every night of the week. How do you <laughs> like it? Is being, becoming a human burrito a plus or a minus? I don't know. It does seem snug. I mean, they say you are what you eat. Kira. I love that. So I do a podcast called Supergirl Radio, and one of our segments is Lena Luther Boardroom or Ballroom. Because really? She looks like a boss in this coat. Nasty Luther, like a different Luther? It's not just Lena being mean? No. <laughs> Helen Slater here. So fun to know that you're hosting a podcast called Supergirl Radio. Welcome to Supergirl Radio, your source for all things related to the CW Supergirl TV series and the character of Kara Zor-El. My name is Rebecca Johnson. I'm Morgan Glennon. And since the Flash movie is coming up soon and the Girl of Steel will be hanging out with the Scarlet Speedster, we are going to be discussing a Supergirl story in the book Flash Facts, which I keep wanting to say Flash Facts. Uh, so we are going to be looking at the Supergirl story in flashbacks titled Home Sweet Space, written by Cecil Castellucci, Castellucci maybe? Illustrated by Gretel, Lus- Gretel Lusky and lettered by Wes Abbott. It's not technically a Supergirl Flash team-up story because they're not in the story together, but this is still a Supergirl story in a Flash book. And uh, I've actually uh, had this on my list for a while. I don't know if this has been on your radar, Morgan, but oh I yeah, it would be a good one for us to discuss, to discuss um, while we are ramping up to the Flash movie. So this seemed like the best time to check this out. So this is a story titled uh, Home Sweet space and uh, the, uh, before I guess we get into the story maybe we should get into the book and why this book exists so the description for this book reads quote have you ever wondered what's at the bottom of the sea why polar ice melts or which tools forensic scientists use to solve a crime well look no further everyone's favorite scarlet speedster is here to answer all of your burning questions Barry Allen, with the help of some of his close friends, will take readers on an ger- exciting journey that examines everything from the vast expanse of our galaxy to the smallest living organism known to man. Curated by award-winning actress and author Mayim Bialik, PhD, so Dr. Mm-hmm. Mayim Bialik, and featuring stories created by an all-star cast of writers and illustrators, this anthology aligns with next-generation science standards and provides a helpful bridge between the lessons taught inside the classroom and our everyday lives unquote so that's a lot uh yeah this is a book uh hoping to educate us on a science uh and science related uh topics so putting that in the context of superhero comics is an interesting angle so uh with this home sweet space story this is a i guess maybe we should uh sort of describe yeah in the story so (laughs) morgan would you like to start kind of describe what happened just in case our listeners haven't picked up this book themselves and dived into it dove into it um so in this story supergirl goes to visit a local high school for school superhero day this is a thing i double checked in my reference material oh look at you look at me i'm prepared (laughs) uh where she meets maya Mm -hmm. definitely remembered that name from reading it earlier today (laughs) uh, who is a little girl who is like i need 
to have a science fair project and the theme is home like my home and my home is so boring <laughs> my home sucks i don't want to do a kitchen project like everyone else everyone else is going to do a kitchen project <laughs> <laughs> everyone's so lame and uh so supergirl is like well you know um your home seems awesome. Like, you know, your home planet of earth is so great. Yeah. She she's sees like, Maya's home as earth. Yeah. And she's like, well, you know, maybe you think that because you're not from earth, but like I'm from earth and it sucks. <laughs> Supergirl's like, listen, little girl, first <laughs> off your attitude's off putting. Uh, but secondly, <laughs> let's go to space so we can see your world. So she, um, she gets, little maya a spacesuit not clear from where and like oh no i think it's helmet. actually i think it's actually very clear if you look at the panel she touches her belt on the suit what yeah so now i'm touches, seeing it she touches her belt in the astronaut suit this is wild out. <laughs> just, just sort of popping out of her suit <laughs> where did you put that gotta be honest i didn't know that was in the bag of tricks from the suit <laughs> but the more you know thank you for pointing that out i did not notice that i just like it when i was looking at it i was like how'd she where'd she get this thing from but it came from her belt so she but uh that's another good question though is nasa just giving supergirl like astronaut suits maybe maybe to keep on her person at all listen, times listen nasa did like an influencer partnership with supergirl. <laughs> supergirl's on instagram like i don't always go to space but when i do it's with NASA. <laughs> get, get ready with me as I go to space. <laughs> I start my morning with a cold brew coffee. As you can, you can tell, I watch like infinite get ready with me uh, videos. I find them so calming. I'm like, yeah, wow. What a great morning routine. My morning routine is usually wake up, scream because I'm late. <laughs> <laughs> really face existence head on. Uh, but some of these girlies really have it right. Uh, so she, uh, because of her uh, NASA influencer contract, she has a spacesuit ready to go for this little girl. Uh, so she pops Maya in the spacesuit and off they go to space. It's unclear whether or not she was like signed out from the school. To I do think this. Supergirl just kidnapped she was just girl. like it's it's chill your parents will love this <laughs> don't have to sign off you... on the dangerous aspects no liability waiver anything. no liability no. waivers or anything <laughs> it's not like a parental permission slip has to go home <laughs> Supergirl just like low-key kidnaps this child <laughs> and off they, off they go to space where she was like here is your galaxy right she's like showing them like, this is the galaxy here are all of the planets she takes she takes them through all all of the different planets. She's like, look at its Venus. Look at its Mars. Look at its sailor Jupiter. And then, <laughs> and then they go and they, they visit Pluto and they're like, we're really sorry. You're not a planet anymore. That was really, that was tough. And maybe it was yeah. tougher for people who were born earlier, who had learned that it was a planet and then had yeah, to like undo all of their knowledge. Yeah. yeah. Uh, tough for you millennials. And then we zoomed <laughs> We zoomed out of there and then we went and we saw some asteroids and then we came back and then she was like, I think I know what I'm going to do for my project now because it turns out that our galaxy is pretty cool and the earth is pretty neat. Supergirl's like, that's right. That's what I've been telling you this whole time. And then her project at the end is just 
It's just like a what? What's it called when you put like all a, the galaxies together? Uh, like a mobile? Yeah, like it's like a like it's just like a sort of standard issue science fair, uh, like m- the planet mobile where it's just they're just all kind of hanging from the top of the the little uh, the little construction board thing. And I was like, oh, I really expected her to like go in like an unexpected direction. <laughs> With this, but you just went literal, um, literal for this thing, and that's cool, I guess. Like, I mean, she did get inspired by Supergirl. Supergirl took her she, to space. She did, and this she's is the best have, she could do. She's gonna have a lot more information when people come up and go like, "Whoa!" <laughs> so, like, like uh, Mars seems pretty cool, and she's like, oh. she just pops up into their face, and she goes, "Mars might be able to support life," <laughs> and the, <laughs> slowly back up away from her, but uh. Yeah, no, I thought I really I was a little disappointed at the end when they showed her big project. And it was like a project that I have 100 percent done as a child where I'm just <laughs> like, you get the foam balls. Well, yeah, you the mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, you paint yeah. them and then you hang them from little strings and then you're yeah. like, done and done. baby. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so uh, it is a little uh, disappointing that Maya had this big inspiration and just kind of went the standard route, which is yeah. fine. It's fine. But maybe you could have uh, uh, used Supergirl to help you with your science fair project instead of just giving you information. Uh, Supergirl could have at least done that because she put Maya in uh, a considerable amount of danger, I think. Uh, even if she had the astronaut suit, she's still up in space. <laughs> I know. What, what if the suit broke and she couldn't breathe? Uh, there are lots of uh, thoughts to um, go through in that. So, uh, Morgan, for you personally in reading this. How do you think that the story did? Because I think the goal of these stories is to put it in a superhero context, but then also give you science facts to help you learn about these sciencey things. So how do you think the comic, did it succeed or did it not succeed? So I will say... After I read this Supergirl comic to be ready for tonight's show, I was like, well, I've got this book now. I've got this book on my phone. So I'm going to I'm going to keep going. I'm going to keep see I'm going to see what else what other science I can learn from the superheroes. And I didn't read I think I read like one two like three or four oh, that's of the good. additional yeah. stories, yeah. And I will say this one had the most information like packed within it, I think, of all the stories that I read. Like the Flash, like there were they, they all were pretty good at like going over scientific concepts, but this one was like I'm going to tell you about every planet in the solar system and I was like, "Really? Every one?" They were like, "Yeah, and some asteroids too." <laughs> uh so like we learned some like really interesting stuff in here and it's been a long time since I've had to like do any kind of deep dive on the planets probably um since i was a child watching sailor moon and being like i have to understand the source material Uh, (laughs) so i got like real into real into venus uh but uh (laughs) but i was like it it was kind of bringing back my like science like uh, middle school grammar school science memories of like learning about the planets and like this one is like has an atmosphere that's like really thick and this one has an atmosphere that's way too thin and this one used to have water but now it's ice baby uh and (laughs) i thought that and it was interesting to actually because again the last time i did like 
read all of this stuff. I was probably in like grammar school. So it's interesting to see like the modern update stuff where they talk mm. about like Pluto or like upcoming space missions that they're like, oh, yeah, we're planning on getting, you know, a space thing to this one by like 2025 and then like maybe again by 2036 or something like that. And I thought, oh, that's so cool. Like I, it seems like they wrote this comic at least with some input from like maybe NASA or, you know, kind of double checked their sources and things like that to see like what were the upcoming space flights that are going to like research some of these, um, some of these things. So I did learn some new stuff because I was like, Oh yeah, I wasn't aware that like this thing landed on this thing and that thing, you know, uh, went to this planet or I can't remember which planet it was now. I think it might've been Venus where they said that they landed it like melt. It's so hot there that it melts metal. Yeah, it's the hottest planet in our solar system, which I don't think I knew. I I don't think I knew either. Um, and they said that they had they uh, had a drone on there, and it lasted one hour, presumably mm-hmm. before it melted. <laughs> yeah, the drone was like, oh no, <laughs> this was a mistake. Uh oh, <laughs> beach vacation was a mistake. <laughs> Uh, well, you bring up the missions. So I have a question because this story seems to be putting this in our real world. And so that got me thinking about real world space missions and how Supergirl would play into this. And I started thinking, well, why doesn't, now maybe I'm thinking about this too hard, but why doesn't NASA hire Supergirl to do the missions for them instead of training astronauts and spending all this money and building those rockets, they could just say, Hey, Supergirl, we need you to go and do these experiments on this planet or, you know, in this, uh, in this different galaxy or wherever you obviously can fly in space with no problems. You don't need a, an astronaut suit like Maya does. Can you just go up there, fly up there real quick and uh, do this for us? Why isn't she like part of NASA? Yeah, it's a, fascinating question really if you if you think about it i thought that this comic did have certain moments where like the veil between the comic book universe and our universe got very thin uh (laughs) and i like it started to make me question some things because she starts Mm -hmm. like talking about like oh you know uh, scientists haven't found any intelligent life yet and i'm like girl but you're here And then when they go to Mars, when they go to Mars, she's like, she's like, they, scientists think that there could be intelligent life on Mars, not intelligent life, but there could be some form of life on Mars because there used to be water on it. It seems like it's frozen now, maybe it's evaporated. We don't really know. Right. And I was like, but what about your good friend, John Jones? Yeah. I thought the exact same thing. I'm sorry, Cara, didn't, didn't he live there? (laughs) Intelligent life? He, he, he might. (laughs) know about what happened yeah so it's just it kind of like i think what <laughs> happened is like it's it's like yeah you're trying to teach this to younger people about science so you don't want to teach somebody in grammar school that um yeah there aren't intel there isn't life on other planets except mars where there are totally martians uh, <laughs> there was like a whole coup with the green ones and the white ones their whole and civilization then, burned it was really and then tragic the kid goes to school and was like stuff is popping off on Mars. Like you don't want to, it's, you don't want to do that. Um, But also she is Supergirl, right? So it's like, you know, like, so then it makes you wonder as like a comic book reader. It's like, well, 
Well, but how do you justify all those aliens <laughs> of which you are one if you keep saying that there's like, we haven't found intelligent life yet? It's like, but you're here. So that's that's how you got here is because you knew that there was intelligent life <laughs> exactly. here on Earth. <laughs> exactly. So I, I was like, okay, now we're getting a little bit close to the divide between real life and comic books. And I'm just gonna like I'm just gonna hand wave and I'm just gonna give it a pass. But it did make me laugh when they got to Mars and they were like, not yet. And I was like, John Jones is mad. Somewhere <laughs> out there John Jones is like, oh not intelligent, huh? Uh who, oh, oh, the, oh, oh. What am what am I? Nothing to you? <laughs> We're gonna talk about this at the family reunion. <laughs> Your space dad is angry. He just sends her like a bunch of sad face emojis. <laughs> so, uh, were there? Uh, you, you mentioned that uh, you had learned some things. I was curious if there were um, like a particular facts that uh, strike your interest because I I actually came away from this book interested more in jupiter because oh. i do, i don't really know about jupiter but the books the story says that jupiter's moon europa has the necessary energy and chemical elements that are needed for life this, I was like huh i didn't yeah, know I, that i will say this story seemed pretty thirsty to get out there and start uh like terraforming planets <laughs> <laughs> i don't know if that was just me but every planet was like this could maybe support human life you know when we ruined this planet. <laughs> I was like, okay. I thought there was also going to be like a little bit of a conservation message at the end because they like, they get back to Earth and she's like, oh, wow, like the solar system's incredible and like Earth is it's, uh, like an amazing place and Supergirl's like, yeah, it is amazing. And then they're like, okay, here's the solar system, bye. And I was like, don't want to say anything about like maybe protecting like it. taking care of the Earth. care of it. Or... <laughs> That's okay. They've really got their eyes on the prize, which is which moon can we live on in Jupiter? <laughs> <laughs> They've given up on the home planet. They're they're looking into they're looking to the stars for solutions in this comic. <laughs> well, it does say that Jupiter is the planet we have sent the most missions to. I also oh. did not know that. I I need I to learn not, more I about Jupiter. I would guess that honestly. No. I would not have guessed that it was Jupiter. I would have thought like Mars, maybe. Yeah, Mars has had a lot of activity. Because it's like a little bit closer. And have all those rovers up there doing They've things. got the rovers. The water seems like it's like a good sign for like, you know, maybe that there's some version of like some version of life could happen there. So, yeah, I feel like we've gone to Mars a lot. Apparently, we just kind of gave up on Venus because of that melty drone. But <laughs> I didn't I didn't realize how much we'd been to Jupiter, which I think is pretty funny. Um, I thought it was super fascinating where they talk about the different stars and how they classify them yeah. in different letters. I, I don't think I actually was aware of this, that they classified them like along a letter spectrum from O, which is the hottest, to the coolest, which is M. Although I will be, I will say my critique is that this visual representation has O, the hottest, as, as blue. blue. Yes. And M, the coolest, as red. Which now, you would think that red would be hot. Now, just, just based on like, you know, hi, buddy. What do you Oh, think? hey, Beaker. Bunsen was, uh, Bunsen oh, no, was that's Bunsen. incredibly confused by this part of the comic. Do you remember this part? It was the part, yeah, it was the part that you got really confused about. Like, why was it blue and red? Oh, buddy. Oh, buddy. Why? Hi, buddy. Hey, bud. Oh, wow. I don't know why he uh, cares so much about this right now. But he does. 
uh, he really wanted to weigh in. Hey, but <laughs> yeah, so I thought that that was kind of weird. It's like a not an intuitive way to visually represent that. So, but I I didn't know that they had a a letter system, and I also am curious about what the letters stand for. They don't tell you that, uh, no. but because they seem very random, it's like O B A F stuff like that that doesn't really make sense yeah yeah it's not like abc in an order or anything yeah i had that same uh thought about the o and the m having the kind of the wrong visual color choices there but maybe that's actually how they're represented maybe that's how nasa does it maybe which seems wrong but i don't want to tell nasa what to do it does seem wrong it does seem oh boy Oh no, he's going after the light. He's going after. He's got to go after the light. He does love his. He's a. He loves the limelight. He's always going to find his light, uh, and then he's going to knock it over. That's (laughs) that's the Bunsen guarantee. (laughs) He's still up here, but he's decided to sort of sit off to the side and just kind of listen and learn. Yeah. Uh, Well, if people are interested about uh earth's sun uh and what classification is apparently it's a g type star so it's actually just average yeah just sort of in the middle there yeah of the you know the hot and cold temperatures so i guess that's a good thing yeah but it's i mean i guess i guess any hotter and probably we wouldn't be here maybe the same for any colder i was actually kind of just like uh as we read as i read this story kind of just like struck by the vastness of the universe and like the odds of our like our the earth's placement where it is and like they talk about like oh well jupiter's moon has this thing for life but not this thing and this one has this thing for life but not this thing and it's just like if you think about it how amazing it is in this like whole galaxy that uh that earth would have popped up. Hmm. Hi, buddy. He thinks that too. Doesn't that make you feel small, Bunsen? Doesn't that make you feel like a plastic bag? <laughs> <laughs> that actually makes me feel very special that yeah. we are on this uh, planet just that just so happens to be perfectly uh, constructed for us to live on. What are the odds? What are the odds? <laughs> Hi, buddy. What are the odds? What is your favorite planet, Bunsen? I'm I'm curious to see what which one which one do you like the best? <laughs> he doesn't want to weigh in on this. He says it's too controversial. <laughs> he doesn't want to uh, exclude any of the other planets. He's, listen, he's like, listen, I know that some some of these planets have big fans. I don't want to like step on any toes. <laughs> I feel like I feel like Bonson is like a maybe he's like a Pluto boy. Yeah, he just he's like a he's a Pluto truther. <laughs> he's, he, he still thinks that Pluto is a planet. <laughs> <laughs> Not gonna let it go. Never, never will. Yeah, no, I I kind of agree. I like uh, Pluto as a planet. Uh, can't take that away from me. Um, well, I do have some critiques on kind of this story. It's it's good to hear that you read some of the other stories and that some of them were a little more uh, story esque, uh, story it, it focused. Um, because this one kind of wasn't. It had an introduction to the story, and then it had a little wrap-up conclusion. But then in the middle, it was just all space facts. Lots. Of yeah, space it's facts. it's. I'd say ninety percent space facts, ten percent Supergirl, and that might be a generous ten percent. Honestly, <laughs> yeah, it might have been like ninety-nine percent space facts, one percent Supergirl. So I was trying to think about what they could do to maybe make that balance a little better. Because for me, it was just, it got a little too overwhelming. Like, I thought the space facts were cool, 
but it just was like too much information coming at me and it was hard to focus on everything. So I, I, I would probably, if it had been my story, which I'm not a NASA science uh, space expert, but um, I would have had a more focus, like maybe focus on one planet or maybe focus on one aspect of uh, space or like a, a space mission or something like that. Uh, you could have had some action. Maybe there was a villain who was doing something to the Earth. Maybe mm-hmm. something uh, diabolical up in space and they had to go up there and solve a problem or stop a villain. Something that had a little more action. Um, it was just kind of more, it was heavy on the education, but light on the entertainment. Yeah, I agree that it was like, it was very, very dense too. And like the amount of information that they were giving you in each panel, it just felt like, Oh, am I still, how am I still on this page? I felt that many times where I was like, cause I was doing like the guided view. And so I'd be like, surely I'm on the next page now. And I'd be like, nope, every page just has 25 blocks of text. So I agree with you. Like the, the story in so much as there is a story doesn't really exist. It's like, she's taking a little girl to space to like teach her that space is cool. I feel like if they were going to go that route, yeah, like narrowing down the focus instead of every single planet plus some asteroids plus some moons of jupiter they could have focused on like one or two planets or they could have like had supergirl meet maybe some of her super friends who like are space-based like maybe she could have met some of the green lanterns floating around up there or maybe she could have talked to Martian Manhunter on Mars and he could have given her some fun <laughs> Mars facts. Then again, you are breaking some sort of, uh, you know, reality comic book layer. But I mean, <laughs> why not? Uh, I feel like there's other things that they could have done. They could have maybe like, yeah, brought in a villain or something, had that be an aspect of the story. It There just wasn't really a story, so to speak. It was like more of like a, a loose premise and then a bunch of uh, planet facts. Yeah, I like the idea that Supergirl is paired off with this little girl at the school who needs to learn about Earth and her that her home is awesome. I like that. I like the uh, inversion of the fact that uh, Maya says something to Supergirl about, well, your home, your home is cool because you're from space. And Supergirl says to her, like, yeah, but to me, you're from space. I thought that that was actually a nice <laughs> I thought that was little really moment, cool. Yeah. Um, because that actually made a lot of sense. So I think, and maybe focusing maybe more on the, the characters a little bit, but you, but with stories like this, you don't have a lot of storytelling real estate. It's like 12, 13 pages. So it's a really oh, short story. Oh, yeah, like story. at the most. So I, I don't know how you develop more character within that time frame, but uh, but I kind of would wa- would wa- would have wanted a more balanced take on it where it was a little bit more entertainment value uh, to it because, I mean, Supergirl's up in space and, like, they're just kind of flying around looking at stuff. I know. Yeah, I, I, I wish that there was more, maybe even more with the ca- with the Maya character, like Supergirl and Maya bonding over things. Uh, because at some point, Maya just starts to become like an encyclopedia. She's just <laughs> like, did you know X, Y, Z? I'm like, girl, how did you? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, when, when, do you, when did you get all these science facts? Oh, oh suddenly you were paying attention in science class? <laughs> Yeah, so I, I I realize that they don't have a lot of uh, pages to tell a, a story like this, but I kind of wish it had been a little 
more to it. Um, though I appreciate the space facts and the uh, ability to share that with, you know, kids seem to be the target uh, audience for this book. But I don't know. I was also kind of wondering, I can't speak for any children of various ages because I am not one. I am a grown adult. <laughs> but um, if I was having a little bit of a trouble focusing on it, I wondered if kids would, um, if if kids maybe needed a little more entertainment for that. But I, I don't want to dumb it down and say kids can't read, you know, straight facts. But I imagine that most people reading it might want a little something extra. But I, I don't know. I was just trying to think about it from like the kid point of view. Yeah. Like, what would a kid think? I feel like I feel like from the kid point of view, it does feel like there wasn't enough like comic booky action. And it was a little bit too educational. Like, I, that would be my vibe. But I don't know. Maybe kids are like, whoa, sick science fact. Um, <laughs> uh, which a lot of them were. Um, but, yeah, I, I don't think that there was, like, much of a story. So I feel like maybe some of the kids would, like, struggle with that a little bit of just being, like, fact after fact after fact. Um, I think maybe it would have been a little bit easier if they had sort of narrowed down the focus instead of being like the whole solar system um, or, you know, they had shown some examples of some stuff um, in like a story way to kind of get it to stick. I, it did. It, again, it brought me like way back to like I have the Sailor Moon theme song now stuck in my head. I knew all the planets back in the day because I knew which ones were inner scouts and which ones were outer mm. scouts. So I knew I knew that, you know which ones were closest to the sun and which ones are furthest away from like when they entered the sailor moon universe. Obviously, <laughs> obviously. I know that uh, the planet for Neptune and Uranus are in love. That's obvious as well. Uh, so when they got out to the end, I was like, Oh, look at them. So happy together. Uh, <laughs> love you gals. So uh, was sailor moon. Did that? Sh- I don't want this to be sailor moon radio, but I it, mean, it, I mean, it probably you don't be. want that. <laughs> <laughs> but do you think that uh, you were you remember that those things because there was more of an entertainment value that Absolutely. helped inform the educational part of it? Absolutely. Was, okay, yeah, the, only, the only interest I had in the planets was that they were related to Sailor Moon. Uh, <laughs> but, that, but I did end up knowing like as a, a child, like a lot of planetary facts just because I, I could have like at one point I could have named all the planets in order. Because I knew where they were in the show and I knew who who was which character. And I was like, Sailor Venus is a queen. I love her. This is where <laughs> she is next to the sun. Uh, <laughs> Sailor Jupiter is so sporty. She's over here. Um, I, do, I think that stuff like that really like resonates with kids because it's like harder to just kind of digest like a string of facts. I think even adults are like this. Like, it's like you tell me like 20 things. I'm going to remember maybe one of them. Yeah. But if you make them into like a story that I can get invested in, then I'm going to remember every single one of those facts um, past useful information that I need for my life. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So uh, that's uh, good to hear that Sailor Moon uh, helped uh, helped you with those educational facts. Um, okay. Well, I, I guess, Morgan, what are your, your thoughts on overall thoughts on uh, this story. Uh, did you enjoy reading it? Would you recommend it to people or, or recommend the book maybe to people? Yeah. So I thought that story was, I thought it was nice. I liked all the facts. I thought they were interesting. Would I say like to a, to a grown adult Supergirl fan, would I say like, this is a must read? 
no. Uh, it, you could, you know, you could kind of get the same experience by like looking up a documentary about the space, like about space uh, or a, an article online and reading it. It's not... It's not very narrative, this uh, this Supergirl chapter. Unfortunately, I really liked, I always like when Supergirl gets to like bond with like girls, like little girls and like kind of sh- be like a mentor for them and, uh, you know, like a hero and like an inspiration. So I was really excited early on. And then, but then like the relationship between her and the little girl is mostly just like trading planet facts, which gets weird. <laughs> uh, so like, I don't feel like they really like, bonded on any kind of like emotional level it was more like hey did you know this sick fact about mars and she's like i sure did did you know this additional sick fact about mars?" <laughs> and i'm like wait how why does everybody know so many things about mars uh i feel like maybe adding a little bit and to your point like page count is tough uh it's tough to do a lot with like you know 10 or 12 pages in in terms of like teaching things and doing character work, but I feel like there should have been maybe a little bit more character work. I, I I don't think I would like suggest this to an adult by themselves, but if like if you have some kids who maybe are interested in science, I think this could be a fun introduction to them to like learn about space. Yeah, I thought the art was actually great. Uh, so the oh yeah, the, the art the, was fun. The visuals were were great. It was just a lot of information to take in and understand and uh, to sort of keep up with. So it, it, it was getting a little overwhelming for me and a little confusing for me. But the the visuals, I think, helped it out a little bit because the, the art was really nice. I think the book may be a, a good recommendation just because it's a different kind of superhero book and there's a lot of different superheroes in it it's not just a supergirl book or it's not just a flash book there's a lot of heroes in it so if uh you know if there are people interested in science but also like dc comics uh this might be a a good one to to check out and especially if you want to learn things this would probably be uh (laughs) full of educational things that people uh could check out yeah and i think i mentioned to you either earlier on or before we started recording and I had some extra time before we started recording. So I was like, ah, why not like see what else is in this book? So I read the first three or four stories. Um, They have one about the flash and in that story, he is a, uh, it goes into his work as a CSI, which was super clever and talks about like forensic investigation and like DNA and like what DNA is and stuff like that. And then, and then it takes you through a uh, spoiler alert. It takes you through a case, and it's like if I found this, and there was this clue, which of my rogues galleries, based on the evidence, do you think it could be? And I thought that was fun because I was like sitting there going, like, who could it be? So you uh, were you were part of the investigation. I was part. You of were the helping the Flash investigate. I guess the correct person. By oh, the good way. for you. So I'm basically a detective. <laughs> uh, and then well, the you do second, watch a lot of crime. I do uh, watch a lot of true, true crime, crime, and I was on the lookout out too i was like i was like is he gonna talk about anything that's been debunked as junk science because i will get all over this and no he doesn't it's all about like dna and like you know finding dna from hair and using the CODIS system there was no there was no use of like 
I thought when he started talking about blood, I was like, I swear if he gets into blood splatter analysis, <laughs> which has been pretty thoroughly debunked, but he didn't. So, I mean, I'm sure that's what everybody was worried about. Was the, the true crime girlies reading this book going like, excuse me. I've listened to a podcast about this, so I'm basically an expert. And... <laughs> And then they have one, uh, the next one is Batman. And his was, I I will be honest, it took a really unexpected turn, which is like, (laughs) I didn't think, I was like, what is Batman's going to be about? Because we just did the Flash and his was about, you know, detectiving, like forensic, forensic work. So like, what could the, what could the Batman's be? He's a detective. Right. Batman's, do you, I, I want you to guess what Batman's what batman's uh issue was about i don't know the story but i see that there is a lot of plastic man which makes me excited it's about 3d printing (laughs) (laughs) i never in a million years never in a million years would i have guessed that the batman one would be about 3d printing touche well Well, done book that makes sense though he builds armor he makes gadgets he would have to print pieces and he's, parts to make all of his stuff. He has to print those pieces. And how is he going to do it? Well, he's got a really nice 3D printer is the answer. And he uh, could afford the really good one. He, I mean, top of the line. <laughs> let, me, let me tell you. Um, <clears throat> and then they had one for Poison Ivy. Um, and in this story, randomly, Poison Ivy has like three daughters. Huh. Twist. Okay. Uh, and she teaches them about DNA. So I was like, okay, we're back to DNA. That's cool. And like <laughs> how it's in plants and how it's in people. And then Swamp Thing pops up in it, which is yeah, amazing. That. The best part of this one for sure was when Swamp Thing, they were talking to Swamp Thing and they were like, oh, but like how, how, do, how do babies get made? And Swamp Thing was like, you know what? I just heard somebody call me and I got to go. <laughs> <laughs> and Swamp Thing just abandons Poison Ivy to have to explain this topic to her daughters. Swamp Thing's <laughs> like, oh, not my responsibility at all. And he's like, whoop, flowers, uh, and just disappears. I love Swamp Thing so much. Uh, he was a real hero in that issue. <laughs> and then the, the last one I read was a cyborg story where he is really excited because he is playing VR with his friend beast boy and they're playing as uh superman and batman and for some reason in this game and i don't understand the mechanics of this game at all um they're skiing down a mountain made of spaghetti you know that seems right because this is like the teen titans go version yeah yeah of the characters of cyborg yeah for sure it's the teen titans version and they're skiing down a mountain made of spaghetti around the meatball mountains and uh, with uh, with Parmesan cheese, like uh, like uh, softly falling like snow. And it's <laughs> super weird uh, and very funny. And he, he teaches uh, Beast Boy about how VR works with like the two different, you know, uh, the, how the goggles work and the two different holes to kind of like um, you like basically create like the three dimensions that your eyes create and how right. there's like, rotoscoping in there so that if you turn it knows where you're looking um and things like that and the little dots on the the vr headset which 
tells you like the depths of like where you are in relation to everything else, which was really neat. Uh, so I thought that that was pretty cool. I was like, oh, I didn't know all that about VR. I just learned something new from Cyborg and Beast Boy. Uh, <laughs> that looks really cute. I'm going to have to read that one. Uh, but that makes total sense for their characters. And uh, that was that was them. the only one. I, that was the last one I had gotten to before uh, before we had to record. So I missed, I think the next one is Green maybe Lantern. Fl- yeah, it looks like a green, yeah, Green Lantern. And then maybe a Mary Marvel Adam story. It lo- yeah, it looks like an Adam story, subatomic, and then the Supergirl story. And then there's, I think there's, there's an one- Aquaman. Which yeah, has a, some really interesting art. I like the oh, art. Oh, yeah. The story. They look like, um, I'm trying to think of the artist. I think it's uh, the artist on like, there's a couple artists on Twitter, I think, that I've seen that have like a similar art style to this. And I don't see it in comics all that often, which is, so it's pretty cool. Yeah, that one was illustrated by uh, Vanessa or Yanessia Moises. I don't know who that is, but a uh, really cool art style. And then there is a Flash, Kid Flash? Comic? Yeah, it looks like Flash, Kid Flash. Some weather wizard. <laughs> and then there's something with Swamp Thing, it looks like. Um, and that's that's it. Those are all of them. So, yeah. And that one's there's... pretty cool because it's like a loose-leaf paper drawing. Yeah, it's like kind of looks like a zine from like the 90s or something yeah. it's pretty it's pretty cool uh yeah I, I think there's like overall i think there's like nine stories and i didn't spend too too much time reading any of them tonight and i got through like four um so pretty quick read overall i think like if you were thinking about like picking it up just to see the fun science facts plus the dc characters like you you could definitely read this in like a night yeah, I think this is a good one if you're into science and you like DC Comics. Uh, but uh, in terms of, I guess, our expectations for a Supergirl story, because we've read so many, uh, we we may have high expectations uh, for something like this. Uh, but uh, <laughs> but I think it was a, a good attempt at uh, sharing space facts and uh, helping people understand our Milky Way galaxy and the things that are up there in space, because Supergirl would know something about that, because... She is from the stars. Well, uh, I guess that will do it for our thoughts on the issue and the book. But I have a couple snap judgments for you, Morgan. So Ooh, nice. Those, we can do those. Always. In the game of snap judgments, each person is presented with two options, but must only choose one. First instincts are recommended and explanations are unnecessary. Okay, our first snap judgment is go on a space adventure with Supergirl or stay on Earth and make scientific observations on the ground. I mean, if you're up in space with Supergirl, you're probably going to be pretty safe. She's she's giving you an astronaut suit. You're up in space. She can catch you if, like, you drift away or if you fall or whatever. You might not fall in space, but, like, if you fall (laughs) on the way up there. Um, but I don't know. I'm really paranoid about like, what if, what if the astronaut helmet cracks and I can't breathe and, cause Supergirl really can't do much about it at that point. So I think I'm just going to play the safe thing. Cause you know, like that, uh, Sandra Bullock movie, what was that called? 
When she oh. uh, goes up into space, gravity. Oh, yes, gravity. That was a stressful movie. Yeah, she's, like, trying to do everything she can to get back to Earth. And then, like, when she – I don't want to spoil it, I guess, but <laughs> – I think she, it's been she long enough. <laughs> she gets back to Earth. And when she lands on the sand, it's, like, the greatest moment of the film because she's finally made it. I think, you know, I'm just going to skip all that drama and just stay on the beach. Ah. I think I'll just do some science experiments on the ground. That's fair. I think I want to. I I want to go see the planets up close. Uh, I feel like I've been I've been preparing for this my whole life. Not in any real, not in any real concrete way, mind you, like knowing things or training in any way, but just like mentally in here, I've been ready. And uh, so I think if Supergirl was like, "Hey, do you want to go to space?" I'd be like. Let's do this. Let's do this. I'd be like, I'd be putting on my spacesuit that came out of her belt. Uh, I'd be wondering why it was in my size specifically, and I would be not asking any questions. <laughs> okay, our next snap judgment. Would you rather participate in school superhero day or the science fair? I don't think you have to. Uh, I mean, is there a preparation for uh, superhero hmm. day? I don't know. With the science fair, you have to do a project, you have to do homework and research, and you have to create like one of those little boards and like talk to people about your project. That's a lot of work. I don't think I want to put, I've done that before when I was in middle school and I I, I don't want to, I don't want to do, I'm lazy. So I think I'm just (laughs) going to go superhero day. Even if I had to prepare something, I think I'm, you're ready for space. I'm ready for superhero day. Yeah. Listen. I agree with you. I don't want to have to do a science fair presentation. I remember doing those. You had to get the big cardboard, always the big cardboard. My mom felt very passionately that it had to be one of those big cardboards that like stood up and had the sides. And I was like, mom, it's not that serious. And she was like, actually, it is. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) um, And then you had to come up with an experiment. Like, were they all winners? No. Did I make a lemon battery one time? Sure did. (laughs) Uh, Was it great? Not really. Did it did uh, it work? Yeah, kind of. Yeah, okay. I mean, I mean, as much as a lemon battery ever worked. <laughs> uh, but I feel like I've done my time in the science fairs of the world, and I've done medium. I've done okay. I've gotten some ribbons. No, look at you. I've got some ribbons. Let me brag on myself. <laughs> uh, uh, maybe more accurate to say my mom got us some ribbons. <laughs> she felt very passionately about the science fair as well. Probably more passionately than little Morgan did, who was like, all right. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, I think I would sign up for Superhero Day. That seems like more of a low stakes kind of situation where I don't have to do a lot of work i don't have to go near a lemon i don't have to make anything that doesn't that isn't already a magnet into a magnet and so i'm going (laughs) going superhero day and uh you might get to meet supergirl and i might get to meet supergirl which would be really cool yes they're on our podcast (laughs) we talk about you all the time i hope your your ears are burning if uh they can in a kryptonian way Uh, But yeah, so uh, thank you for playing uh, Snap Judgments uh, with me. We've done the Home Sweet Space version of Snap Judgments. No judgments on your Snap Judgments. 
All right. Now uh, let's get to some Supergirl Radio and some DC TV podcast plugs. If you would like to contact Supergirl Radio, you can post a comment on our website at supergirlradio.com. You can email us at supergirlradio at gmail.com. If you'd like to leave us a voicemail, you can call us at 678-718-7252. You can like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter and Instagram, all at Supergirl Radio. You can listen to us on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, Google Podcasts, Radio Public, Podchaser, and Spotify, where we also have a Spotify playlist that includes music featured on and inspired by the CW Supergirl TV series. We are listed on DC's fan page, which you can find at dccomics.com slash dc-fans. If you like what we do, we encourage you to give us a rating and write us a review on Apple Podcasts. If you enjoy our Supergirl radio live streams, make sure to subscribe to the DC TV Podcast YouTube channel and hit that notification bell to get notified when we go live and wired. DC TV Podcast also has a Tee Public store, so if you are in need of new DC TV related t-shirts, tank tops, sweatshirts, onesies, mugs, notebooks, pillows, or stickers, go to supergirlradio.com and click on the Tee Public store link at the top of the page. Hello, and thank you for calling the DC TV Podcast Hotline. Please listen carefully as some of our menu options have changed. Supergirl Radio, press 1. The Flash Podcast, press 2. Legends of Tomorrow Podcast, Press 3. The Lithuation Room? Press 4. DC on HBO Max Podcast? Press 5. Stargirl Podcast? Press 6. Superman and Lois Radio? Press 7. Green Lantern Podcast? Press 8. The Sandman Podcast? Press 9. Justice League Dark Podcast? Press 10. DC After Dark? Press 11. For all other inquiries, please stay on the line and the next available agent will be with you shortly. And uh, since we talked about science, we have some science-related designs in the Tee Public Store we'd love to suggest. Yeah, if you are interested in getting some new DC TV or just DC merch, we have some stuff in the DC TV Podcast Tee Public Store. Some uh, aerodynamics of a superhero. You can get that in a t-shirt or a mug or a hoodie. And then there's also, since we talked about Barry Allen being a forensic scientist in his story in Flash Facts, uh, we have a design about how he's just, you know, an ordinary forensic scientist. Nothing special. He's not like the Flash or anything. He's just an ordinary forensic scientist. But you can get all those things in the DC TV podcast T public store. And that helps go uh, to go support DC TV podcasts. So uh, thank you for people who shop in our store. Also, we would like to thank our legion of uh, super sponsors. These people are Michael, Anne Marie, Yvonne, Quinn, Nicola, Abby, Miriam, Nicole, Brian, Ethan, Danny, Tara, and Majuba. If you would also like to be a Supergirl Radio legion of super sponsor, you can go to patreon.com slash Supergirl Radio. And we appreciate your support. And I guess I'll tell you about me a little bit. If you want to keep up with me on the interwebs, uh, you can follow me on the app Vero True Social at Derby Kid. You would know that I just uh, started watching a new uh, cult TV show. Well, I should I should clarify a TV show documentary about cults uh, called The Deep Dive on a. uh, a one teal swan. So I'm, I'm, I've been told a lot of things about this person. So now I'm Ooh. checking it out uh, to see what the documentary says. Uh, so that is my latest uh, venture into watching things. Also, you can check me out on Instagram at the Derby Kid if you want to see some stuff I post over there. And um, it's mostly just sharing reels of like funny cat videos. It's not 
too exciting. Uh, <laughs> you can also su- subscribe to my personal YouTube channel at youtube.com slash duckmilkprod. I'll start uh, working on some SnyderCon content, some more SnyderCon content, and some live streams uh, related to that. Uh, I've got to close out my BBS Critical Reception series, and then I think I'm going to just uh, do some live streams and talk to some fans uh, that I know who are very passionate about the Snyderverse. So uh, I think I'll be doing that this summer. So that's a new project that I have on the horizon. So if you want to uh, hang out with me over there, uh, feel free to do so. Cool. So you can find me on Twitter and Instagram. I'm at Mojotastic. And you can also find me as a co-host on the uh, Legends of Tomorrow slash Legendary Lady podcast, where we also have a uh, Instagram account. I was just going to say Twitter, uh, but an Instagram account. And we just hit 100 followers. But nice. We'd like, we'd like to hit 100 more. Uh, so <laughs> please go follow us at the Legendary Ladies on Instagram and at the Legendary Ladies on YouTube. Uh, we've got a lot of fun stuff coming up, uh, some pop culture stuff, maybe maybe some more legends stuff. Uh, we might want to like look back a little bit at the, the show that was uh, since it's been almost, uh, I think it's been a year now since the show That's got so canceled. Wild. Yeah. Um, which is so, so crazy. Uh, so we are, we're plugging along there at the, uh, the legendary ladies podcast. So come and say hello. Nice. Uh, I really enjoy your Instagram account. So thank you for doing the good work. (laughs) Well, uh, okay. So I think that's going to do it for this episode of Supergirl Radio. But until next time, I'm still Rebecca Johnson. Uh, And I'm still Morgan Glennon. And we hope that this comic helped you get to know your neighborhood. McGurk! I love not typing. Not messing with my Google Docs, Meeksy. Supergirl Radio is going live every night of the week. How do you <laughs> like it? It's being, becoming a human burrito, a plus or a minus. I don't know. It does seem snug. I mean, they say you are what you eat. Kira. I love that. So I do a podcast called Supergirl Radio, and one of our segments is Lena Luther, boardroom or ballroom. Because <laughs> she looks like a boss in this coat. Nasty Luther, like a different Luther? It's not just Lena being mean? No. <laughs> Helen Slater here. It's so fun to know that you're hosting a podcast called Supergirl Radio. Supergirl Radio.